Welcome back, everyone, to the newest edition of Good Better Bets, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Ryan Roberts, NFL, NFL Draft, and College Football Analyst at risingdraft.com, as well as irishbreakdown.com. Joined by my good friend, Mike Donzuzo, who we call a betting guru at times. We call a betting Pumbaa at others. We call a betting wizard when he's getting into his wizarding license. Uh, Mike, what's up, man? Before before I get into... Uh, Bet online and all the great things they have going over there at our wonderful sponsor here at Good Better Bets. How are you, sir, on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? I'm doing fantastic, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the uh, the names that you've given me throughout yes. the uh, throughout the course of our episodes here. I'm sure they'll only get better and brighter as time Wh- goes on. Which, which one is your favorite? That's that's the main question I have. I which um. One is your favorite? <sighs> I think Puba or Pumba. I'm not even sure which is the correct word, to be very honest with you. I, I think it's betting Puba, right? Because Pumba is a is a um a warthog from Lion King, I believe. So Wow. So uh, right. It's good. I, 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 I guess you I guess you could be a betting warthog if that's what you That's prefer. true. Yeah. That's very, very true. Um yeah, I I think uh I don't even like expert. You know, because who who yeah. who has deemed me to be an expert? I actually hate that. You know, sometimes I go on podcasts for like NFL draft stuff where people will call me a draft expert. And I'm just like, mm, I hate that term. I absolutely hate that term. Because for me, like expert means that you, I, I know that this isn't the exact definition of expert, but for me, like expert makes it sound like you don't have any room to grow. You are the best at what you do. And it's just like, I was always taught, I don't know if you were taught this way, but my dad always told me, when you were done learning in whatever field you're in, it's time to do something else, right? That's where the growth stops. So I don't, I'm not an expert. I like to believe that I am well versed in the subject matter that I am involved in. Obviously, I like to think that I'm very studious in the subject matter and I like to think that I'm ever evolving, but I also don't like the word expert. I think that that is just too much. I agree with you. And that, you know, Again, who 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 came up with that term? Who deems one to be an expert? There's no class that one has gone to in sports betting to to become an expert. It's usually people say that about you. Um, but I, I agree that let's let's come up with a different term then. So not sport um analyst. No, I think I'm slightly betting above analyst. the level of an of an analyst, um, but not quite an expert, somewhere in between. You're a betting savant. How about savant? Savant's a good one. See, savant sounds even... I would put a savant above an expert. I completely disagree with that. Completely. You would be very wrong. For me, uh, for me, I hear expert, and I just think, like, that guy is the number one in his class. Savant is just that, like, you're very good at something. Like, you're extremely good at something. So when I think of a savant, I think of a um, a young person who is like well beyond their or their years or well beyond oh, no, that their... that's a um that's a that's a protege right like that's no a savant no. yes 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 <laughs> this is still the introduction right Have... <laughs> yes. and we're gonna get into the actual show here folks we're gonna talk about the best lines of the week we're gonna talk about some pickums by the way we might rename the pickum section of this podcast as well we're gonna give you mike's betting advice of the week but before we do I have to talk to you about our great sponsor at Bet Online with NFL playoffs currently go 
my bad. I, I Mike, I, I'm sorry. All due respect to Bet Online, they sent me an ad read that says NFL playoffs right around the corner. It's not right around the corner anymore. We are in it's the NFL playoffs. Here. So with the NFL playoffs firmly entrenched and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to date second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's BELIEVE as the network, B-L-E-A-V, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You want to hear how much of an expert I am, Mike? I just rewrote the bet online ad as I was reading it because I didn't read it before we started, and they sent me an old ad for this week. So you would be a reading expert? Or I mean, I, I was an English major, so I like to think I'm a reading expert. Yes, I, I know how to read. I know how to read really well. <laughs> I know how to read real well. <laughs> Let's get into the topics of the week. Betting advice of the week, which we start this podcast off each and every week because, hey, folks, we're having fun here, obviously. We like to joke. We have some inside jokes. It's always a good time. But, of course, we are here to educate and give you a better opportunity to earn money with less risk. Minimalizing risk is obviously what we are aiming to do here at Good Better Bets. So bringing in Mike's 20 plus years of betting expertise and experience. Mike, every single week you give us a good little little, little tidbit of betting, a little bit of a nugget, if you will. What is our nugget for the week for the good folks that are listening here at Good Better Bets? So in thinking about uh, two of the bets that I placed last week, so um, the Steelers plus 10 and the Eagles minus three. Um, Things change during the course of the week after I had placed my wager. Um, so part of a big part of my handicap for the Steelers game was 25 mile an hour sustained winds, up to 50 mile an hour gusts, snowstorm, Pittsburgh plus 10. You know, the elements obviously going to be very difficult to try to throw the ball on those elements. Thought that that was kind of a um, a recipe for for Pittsburgh to success and certainly to to stay within 10 points. So the game was moved. The weather was significantly different um, when it was actually played versus when the bet was placed. Yeah. I had this thought to myself of I and a couple of people had reached out and said, do you still like the Steelers? I said, no, I do not. Um, I don't like the Steelers at all um, at, at plus 10. I liked them at plus 10 with the forecast being what I thought it was when the when the wager was placed. Um, I still didn't I still didn't buy out of the bet. Um, I had the option to, you know, just put a bet because the line was still 10, put a bet on the bills um, minus 10 and kind of just lose the juice and, and, you know, be done with the game. Um, so the, the, the sure. nugget is that your handicap should always be constantly changing, evolving. Um, and it could change within a week if situations or circumstances change that you did not know when the bet was placed. So don't be afraid to um, change your opinion when something material to your handicap has changed. Um, same thing with the Eagles. Um, AJ Brown was ruled out after, um, you know, after I did bet it and not that AJ Brown is, is going to move a point spread several points, maybe a, a point he is though, is half a point. You, you don't not how so, much, how much so, did you say? So here's the thing when, when you're, when you're thinking about how much a player actually affects a game and a point spread, it's tip. If it's not a quarterback, it's, probably not going to move the needle more than a half a point for even like your really? top, you know, maybe like a Christian McCaffrey is worth a point to a point spread. It, it's, it's, it's really does not change the spread that much. 
Um, but I still thought in my handicapper breakdown, AJ Brown was a big part of that, having him as an option, as a weapon, him and Devonta Smith. Um, I thought they would have some success. And when he was ruled out, I was like, eh, I don't like the game anymore. Wouldn't have been laying the Eagles minus three. Um, and again, did, did I just kind of let it roll. Um, you know, thought that Baker was um, more injured than, um, than was led on. And that was just the wrong side. Like they just got absolutely hammered. Couldn't make a tackle. Um, no plan offensively, just totally the wrong side. The Eagles were just a dead football team, man. They were dead. Yeah. They, they just had no life in them anymore. It was over with, baby. It was over. It was an odd football game, man. That was a really... Because, I, I, Mike, honestly, I, I, th- I thought the Eagles had a chance to win. I thought at least it was going to be a competitive football game. I did not see 32-9. to nine. <laughs> Like I did not see that guy coming, man. That was a no. weird barrage of just bad. Bad, bad, yeah. bad, 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 bad. So, we'll... Maybe maybe we should talk about the betting odds of if Nick Sirianni is going to be back next year. I don't know, I, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think I think they have to. I mean, you just got to a Super Bowl. I know, man, but I I just saw that and I just felt like the whole team just quit, man. And then they had a collapse like that. I'm just like, is that going to get better? I don't know, man. I don't know if that's going to get better, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, I'm not really I'm not really for coaches to get fired off of like an impulse, like one stretch of a game. So like, I think that he'll probably be back next year and it will just be with new coordinators, obviously Mm -hmm. in place and trying to, you know, standardize some things I think, or stabilize, I should say some things, but we'll see honestly. But yeah, man, it was a, it was a weird, it was a weird week of NFL football and it's only going to get weirder, Mike. And yes, it is. Speaking of weird, you want to hear weird? You want to hear really weird? Love it. Love weird. Or are best bets of the week usually michael don zuzo lays those lines and he tells you who to bet and where to bet and why to bet this week we're flipping the script baby you know why mike tell the folks why actually you tell the folks why and then we'll move on from there you tell them why i'm i'm picking the games this week so i am the um not expert but more knowledgeable one as it pertains to to betting lines um handicapping etc um you've been you've been killing me um, when it comes to our pickums, and I know that you are not typically a, a better, but I thought that you know what? Why don't the people want to hear from the um the guy who's got a little bit of a hot hand? You know, you're you're seeing the ball well, whatever tired analogy you want to use. Um, I, I think that you should be the one to to guide the ship. Man, I'm seeing it like a grapefruit grapefruit out of a pitcher's hand right now, baby. It is just it's it's almost like a medicine ball by the time it gets up to me. It's almost it's like grown a in size ball. I just, since oh, this man. analogy has started. Exponentially grown in size as the ball is coming Jesus. to home plate, baby. Yes, it's good right now, Mike. What's said. it? Four straight weeks? Five straight weeks? I've been smacking you a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say four. Four All sounds right. right. We'll, we'll we'll go with four. But either way. It's a nice little streak that Ryan's on. So let's talk some best bets. I'm going to lay each one of these out, and I want Mike to just kind of give me his input on it because obviously he has had much more betting experience than I have. So if he thinks I'm crazy, if he thinks I'm wrong, want to hear it now. First game, Houston Texans at Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens are up to a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Mike, when I first saw this line, it was minus eight for Baltimore. The fact that it's moved another point and a half in Baltimore's favor, give me the Houston Texans to cover this point spread. If you remember our, if you remember our episode last week before before this past weekend's games, I was very hesitant on Houston for a couple obvious reasons. One, 
rookie head coach, first time in the playoffs. I think that matters. Rookie quarterback, first time in the playoffs. I think that matters. And they were going against a Cleveland Browns defense that had been very good for up most of the season. They also had, although Joe Flacco, you just dusted off his, off his corpse seven weeks ago or whatever, he had a lot of experience in the playoffs, man. Like he had won a lot of games and he was actually playing decent football coming into that game. So I looked at that game and I said, Cleveland is probably the more experienced and better defense of the two right now. And I think that the rookie quarterback's going to make some mistakes. I think D'Amico Ryan's like, you love the energy and you love the trajectory, but rookies in a very high, high stress situation in those high profile games. I usually defer to the more experienced team, the more known commodity. Well, I was wrong. Totally wrong. Cause the Houston Texans not only won that football against game against the Cleveland Browns, they killed them, man. They killed them. And they, I, they showed me a lot this past week. And I know that there are sometimes there's a little bit of a blip, right? For a team to play really well and then kind of come down to earth. I know that that happens. And I know Baltimore Ravens are a very good football team. And I still believe Baltimore probably wins this game, but I am bought in a little bit to the Houston Texans on the short term. I think that the moment is not too big for CJ Stroud. I think that the moment is not too big for D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico also has his defense flying around. I'm watching guys like Will Anderson, Jonathan Greenard make a lot of great plays last week against a pretty good Cleveland Browns offensive line for the most part. I know it's been a little bit hampered by injuries, but like pretty good overall still. Give me the Houston Texans to cover. Maybe not to win, but to cover the nine and a half. Yeah. Um, so did the Houston Texans beat the Cleveland Browns or did the Cleveland Browns beat the Cleveland Browns? I, I hate the cliche because I agree with <laughs> Thank you. you. In certain, I, 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 I agree with it in certain situations. There are definitely some games where you look at and say that team lost the game. The other team didn't really win the game. I, I fully agree that that happens. But you don't dismantle a team and have that notion, right? Like if I see the the if I see the Notre Dame Fighting Irish two years ago lose to Marshall by like four points, and you're just like, dude, you're more talented than Marshall. You were at home. You just sucked that day. You were absolutely terrible. You lost that football game. Marshall didn't necessarily win. That's a situation. But when you get blown out by a team, I don't buy that notion at all. I don't buy it. Houston Texans won that football game, in my opinion. Eh, I, so I, I think I think what, that, what do you disagree with? Don't talk to me, man. Talk no, to me. <laughs> I, 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 so I mean, I think the margin was what it was because of Cleveland's just Flacco made some really poor decisions. He threw two pick sixes on back to back possessions that were I, I don't think phenomenal Houston Texan related. The one was he threw up a duck. <laughs> it got returned sure. for like an eighty something year old touchdown, and the other they just read his eyes like he stared down a wide receiver tried to hit him he got picked um but what but, about what about the almost 400 yards passing by cj stroud though like they did so, plenty to win that football so game. I, I i agree that that they did win the game but the margin i think was was um kind of aided by cleveland skewed a, little, a bit. little bit yeah okay. yeah I, I can i can agree there the margin yeah. was definitely skewed i wouldn't yep. say that they are what do they end up winning by three touchdowns or whatever the heck so, it was uh, whatever yeah Yep, some, something some, like that. Something like that could have could like even they're, been they're, more. Yeah, they're not they're not three plus touchdown better than the Cleveland no. Browns. I think mm -hmm. we can agree there. Yes, but I still believe Houston won that football. It, game. Yeah, they no, I, I agree with you. Um, I I definitely agree. Um, Baltimore and San Francisco, and and, and they're both kind of in similar situations where they're you know nine and a half point favorites respectively. Um, at home, 
Um, they've just been killing people when they when they've when they're winning games, they're stepping mm. on throats. Um, that and that that gives me a little a little cause for pause. I am never ever one to lay nine and a half, ten points in the NFL, even in a regular season game, let alone in a playoff game. Yeah. Um, just because you're what you want if you're laying nine and a half points is not what the team wants. The team just wants to win. They don't care what they win by. Um, you know, they don't need to add extra points to, to cover a point spread. So you're, um, you know, what you want versus what that team wants doesn't always align. I just, I, I've done it too long. I've seen it too many times. I don't lay nine and a half points. So I think it's, I think, I think the spread's about right. Um, okay. I, I would, I would side with Houston um, plus nine and a half. One thing I have done previously, and I will probably do again this year, is okay. um, teams that are off of a bye who have also rested their starters the last week of the season um, yep. have tended to come in a little bit cold and a little bit rusty yes. in, in yes. these games. So I have, and I've done this for, for several years in a row with some success, is I've bet the underdog um, in the first half. Um, so okay. I, I, I will be betting... Houston plus six and a half for the, for the first half again, you know, well, it's been cause these, these, you know, players are creatures of habit. They're used to playing every week, hitting every week, practicing at full speed every week. And they've had two full weeks where they haven't done that, at least the skill position players. So yes. you can see a little bit of rust and you just have, you have a Houston team who just played a, a high octane game. You know, they've been hitting, they've been playing as normal. Um, you know, so I'll be on some first half plus six and a half for Houston, but no interest in the full yep. game. I also think that I also think that Baltimore, not to belabor the point because we're going to talk about them in more in the pickums, but I I also think that Baltimore a little bit offensively is a little bit feast or famine at times because I really I mean like Lamar's had a really good year, but you know there are a couple games where you're just like eh, a little bit slower start, yeah. a little bit off kilter because the one thing about them is they have a really good offensive line, but they do have the wide receiver group is still outside of OBJ who's just kind of fine at this point they're very young i mean their leading receiver was zay flowers this year who's a rookie they ever shot bateman who's only in his third year and he's been hampered by injury his first couple years and they don't have like a stellar running back room right like it's just a bunch of solid pieces so i do think that you can be a little bit volatile as far as like what offense you're going to get in baltimore each week so again kind of all those things are leading me to i think the houston texans are just going to going to stay strong in this one i think they're going to stay strong but we'll we'll see we'll revisit this one obviously in the pickums as well Next game, Mike, next bet, I should say. The next best bet of the week, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are traveling to the Detroit Lions. Lions hosting a divisional round playoff game. It's absolutely wild. 48 and a half is the over-under in this game. Mike, that's a low. That's decently low number. I'm going no, under No, that's a high total, man. You think so? You yeah. Think so? For, this game? for this game? No, so I, I'm just saying in general. 48 yeah, and a half well, is, is on the higher end of, of totals in the NFL. Well, and especially for this one, and this is why. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just came off a game where they had a pretty good offensive showing against the Eagles. Baker Mayfield threw for 360 yards. They scored 32 points in a playoff game. Cool. You're also coming off of Detroit Lions didn't have their sexiest showing of all time against the Rams, but the Rams have a pretty good defense. They still, still score 24 points. They're still an offense that is one of the better ones in the NFL behind Ben Johnson. Jared Goff's had a very good year for the most part. Amon Ross St. Brown, the running back duo of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, really good offense, obviously. Sam Laporta at tight end. And I think that that, and 
obviously Detroit plays in a dome, right? So people are assuming it's going to be a pretty high scoring affair, potentially, you know, indoors. And, you know, both offenses have had a lot of strings of good football. But I think the two counterpoints to this, why I go under here is one, I think that the Tampa Bay performance offensively last week was a little bit of an outlier and a little bit of admiration. Like, I just think that that Philadelphia Eagles team just down and out, man. I just don't think they were bought into that football game. I just really don't. I think that they were playing terrible defensive football down the stretch. And I think that Tampa Bay caught them at the right time to make their offense look like it was back on track before that. Tampa Bay's offense last couple weeks had been struggling a little bit. Baker had been banged up. They just scored nine points against the Carolina Panthers the last game of the week, last game of the season, a game that they had to win, right, to win the NFC South. So I believe that you're coming in with a little bit of higher expectations for Tampa Bay that are a little bit just based upon recency bias as far as the last game they saw against the Philadelphia Eagles and Detroit. I think Detroit has the opportunity to score a lot of points potentially on a, on a, any week basis, but. Tampa Bay defense, man, is pretty good. I, I like it. There's a lot of good pieces on that defense that I really like. They have Yaya Diaby who's playing a high level as a rookie pass rusher. Shaq Barrett is a pass rusher. Vita Vea, Devin White. You have um, Levante David, who's probably a future Hall of Famer at linebacker. Carlton Davis, who's a good corner. I think Tampa Bay has enough defensive players to kind of st- not, not, not completely dismantle, but to limit what Detroit can do. And I think Tampa Bay's offense is just buoyed a little bit based on their last performance. So give me the under in this game. I like it. Was that well thought it, out? It, it, it was well thought out, right? It, it warms my heart that you would um, think about an under. That's not your, you know, your typical re- recreational or, or non better would not typically be looking at an under. And it just, it, it really warms my heart to thank you so much to hear that you're thinking about unders and, and things of that nature. So, Great job. I'm growing, I, man. I'm I disagree growing. with you. Um, oh, really? But <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let's counter that. Nice. No. Um, yeah. I just I just think that both secondaries are very exploitable. Yes, Baker does worry me. Um, hey, man. He looked, hey, Kirk, Kirby Joseph for Detroit is just going to break someone's ACL for like the fourth straight week. It'll be all right. Though. <laughs> I, I, you know, um, Baker does worry me, in all honesty. Um, sure. He looked healthier than he has looked in three or four weeks to me. Um, but it also helped that the Philadelphia Eagles could not make a tackle, could not make a first tackle, could not make a second tackle, could not make any tackles. So yes, I, I, I do agree with you that they're, um, Did they make the prowess. third tackle though. Did they make nope. the third tackle still? No, no. nope. Yeah. They were, still they no. were, um, they were in the end zone by that yes. point in time. Um, so that, that was the, obviously I'm an Eagles fan. I stopped watching the game and fell asleep at the Trey Palmer touchdown. I was like, yep. Th- yep. This is, uh, this game is done. You're not a football guy, man. I watched the entirety of that football game. God, You're not a football God guy. Bless you. Not I was a football a, guy. I fell asleep. Oh, yep. Gosh. Absolutely fell asleep. Um, you know, how I made you, you know, how I made you proud on this segment. You just, you just very disappointed me <laughs> at that point there. I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed. Good. Good. That's, um, well, it's really what well, I go for. I, I'm feeling like when we get to pickums, we might have a little bit of a difference of opinion on that game then. So we'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there. Last bet bet of the week. I got you guys a little bit of a future bet. Burr, 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 burr. So first time on this podcast that we are po- talking future bet here, Mike, I know you hate futures bets. I do. I know you hate it. Cause yes, you I don't do. like, you don't like tying up your money into far into the future. Thousand I totally percent. get it. Totally get it. 
but there is one Heisman future for college football that I really like. I talked to you about this a couple weeks ago, and it has strengthened since we had the conversation. Okay. It has strengthened. Oregon quarterback Dylan Gabriel, currently sitting at plus a thousand, is what I saw in it this morning. On every, I think on like three different books, too, plus a thousand right now to win the Heisman for the 2024 season. Now, for people that aren't familiar with Dylan Gabriel, was at UCF originally, transferred to Oklahoma where he played the last two years, just had 42 total touchdowns last year for the Oklahoma Sooners, had a really productive season. He's going over to Oregon where I think, Mike, he's in a great situation because they have a lot of good players coming back, and they also just got one of the best, grad uh, not graduate transfers, one of the best transfer portal additions in this cycle as well, wide receiver. So they have coming back. Their leading receiver in terms of total receptions is coming back in Tez Johnson. 86 receptions, over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns the year prior. They lose Troy Franklin, who was their leading receiver for his tar- t- terms of yardage, but they have a couple of young guys that are going to be stepping into that, that role next year, potentially, that I think are high-level players. One is Treshawn Holden, who started his career at Alabama. He had over 450 yards last year as a third, fourth wide receiver option. They also have Gary Bryant Jr., who was at USC originally a couple years ago with Caleb Williams. That was a very talented player as well. He had over 440 yards receiving last year. So they have some depth in that wide receiver unit. Like I said, they also just brought in probably the number one graduate transfer wide receiver in the portal uh, recently here as well. And they also have their number one tight end coming back too. Terrence Ferguson over, had over 400 yards and six touchdowns through the air. And not to mention, Mike, they also received huge news. One, Connolly, their left tackle, had to come back. He was only a true sophomore this past year, one of the better left tackles in all of college football. They also had a Johnny Cornelius, their starting right tackle, come back. So I have bookend right tack, uh, tackles coming back for Dylan Gabriel. I also have a talented running back room coming back. Although they lose Bucky Irving, they bring back Jordan James, who has a freshman Ran for over 700 yards and double-digit touchdowns, a little bit of a bigger back, 215 pounds. They bring back their number one tight end. They bring back their number one pass reception leader from last year. They have a couple of young wide receivers, and then they bring in the transfer portal as well at wide receiver. So give me the future for Dylan Gabriel, man. I think he's going to have a really stellar season for Oregon, and I think he is set up to have a very, very productive final year. I I love the analysis. Um this is a quarterback award. So if you're looking at anybody outside of a quarterback, you know, I I wouldn't, first of all, I don't don't look at the Heisman in general. Um, But (laughs) so he, one reason, I don't want to tie up my money for however many months. Um, Oh, by the way, by the way, Evan Stewart was the wide receiver transfer from Texas A&M. I think I forgot to say his name on this podcast. So just want to say his name name out there. Very good player, man. Rated by 247 Sports as a transfer portal player, a five, one of only two five-star players in this transfer portal class. So, yeah, big-time player coming over there. Not going to tie up my money for that long. <laughs> and, and, and two, football is a dangerous game. Players get hurt. You are one misstep, ankle tweak, you know, um, weird hit in practice away from just being dead. The bet just being dead because they're out for multiple weeks. So yeah, and, and you're and you're and you're one 
dry ice spot away from being dead too. I mean, okay. It's true. Right? Yeah, but I don't... I... <laughs> dry ice, huh? On the street? Maybe yes. black ice is what you were looking for? Black ice is what I was trying to get Everybody, to. Dry watch ice, out yeah. for dry ice. Shut your mouth. In your get drives. back to your analysis. Tonight. Get back to your analysis. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's... Um, again, I, I, I think that you have solid logic and reasoning. I, yes. I don't... I, I'm not good at pricing these markets. So for all of those reasons... I'm out. I thought you were a math guy. Weren't you a math guy? No. No, oh, I thought you do like taxes for a living or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my future bet, folks. Put it in right now for Dylan Gabriel. I think he has a good chance to at least make it to New York next season. Pickums of the week. We've already dug into a couple of these games, so it's going to be a little bit more brief analysis here. Houston Texans. Baltimore Ravens, it's up to nine and a half in favor of Baltimore. Mike, I gave my analysis on the game to begin. I believe that Houston will cover this point spread. Do you agree? Do you disagree with the minus nine and a half for Baltimore? I'll agree with you on the Texans. Again, I just, I just Boring. can't. can't, well, can't at least, at can't, least you're learning from your mistakes. You're finally, you know, just listening to my analysis. Can't now. lay it's nine and a half. It's just not, it's, it's a pass. You know, it's, it, it's for a crazy me, number for a playoff game, isn't it, man? Like, nine a and a half is high, but, but, um, actual bet Houston Texans first half plus six and a half. Oh man. You get a little extra betting advice here, man. Yeah. That's why you come to the yep. podcast. Here get better bets. Green Bay Packers at San Francisco 49ers. Obviously Green Bay coming off of a very impressive performance this past week, upsetting the Dallas Cowboys. You know who called that one on the podcast last week, by the way, Mike called that one on the podcast, man at San Francisco 49ers. I had minus eight. I guess that was probably an earlier in the week type of thing that you said it was up to nine and a half. In yeah, favor I think we're still Fran. at the, um, we're at the nine, nine and a half range in that. One okay. Well. So we're not do a quick let, double let's check. Set, yes. Let's set it at nine. Let's set it at yeah. nine. Yep. All right. So we'll set it at nine. Oh. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Okay. I'm a little, I'm you're, a little in between. You're a torn. Between. Uh, a little bit. A little bit yeah. Actually, yeah. I don't lay big numbers in the NFL, but I am gonna lay it here. I'm gonna take uh, San Francisco minus nine. Man, that was actually my impulse was to go San Francisco minus nine, but I guess I'll go Green Bay just to be a little bit different here. I did like a lot what I saw from Green Bay. Yeah. Against Dallas, I mean Jordan Love looked really good. They were able to run the football with Aaron Jones. The defense was pretty solid i mean i know the final score ended up being a lot closer than the game actually was but if you saw it it was just dak and garbage time like that was the, yes. the final scoring there for yes. dallas so i will take green bay to cover just because i think that jordan love is playing at a high level the offensive line is playing well and they were able to run the football this past week with Aaron jones so give me the offense to keep a minute against san francisco although my impulse and i'll be very honest was san francisco minus nine to begin Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Detroit Lions. I had Detroit six and a half point favorites. I hope that that is still relatively in the same ballpark. Yeah. Hopefully, yep. yes. <clears throat> Mike, I'm going to take Tampa Bay plus six and a half to cover this football game again. I just, well, actually, no, wait. I think I talked myself out of this one. Wait, wait. No, I'm going the other way. I changed my mind. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm, I'm reading some notes. Okay, I'm reading some notes. Tampa, I will take Detroit minus six and a half. I will take them to cover by seven over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last game was, although impressive against a, a very a struggling Philadelphia Eagles team, I just think it was a little bit of an outlier performance. I just really do. So give me Detroit coming off of a tough 
one-point victory over the L.A. Rams, a pretty good football team. Give me Detroit to get it rolling down there in the Dome. So give me Detroit to cover. I will uh, I will side with you as well. I think the Tampa Bay game is more of an indictment against the Eagles as um, than anything else. I still... Still not a still not a big Baker guy. Still don't think he's got the ability to escape the pocket and, and make plays happen when he needs to. Um, yeah, I, I think Detroit's got too many offensive weapons. Don't love Tampa Bay secondary. Um, but Jared Goff can sometimes do some things that you he, wish that he hadn't. So not an he, actual, he, yeah, not a game that he, I would actually bet. But, um, yeah. you know, got a pick. I'm laying it with Detroit. He, he can golf it up at times, man. He, he can, can golf it up at times. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go with Detroit on that one. Last game, Kansas City Chiefs at Buffalo Bills. This is a game that I know everyone's really looking forward to. Obviously, you have Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, two of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Bills at home, minus three, so three-point favorites at home. Mike, I hate going against the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm going to here, man. Give me Buffalo Bills to cover at home. They finally get it done. I think it's Buffalo Bills Super Bowl season, baby. I think we're happening right now. Yeah. Um, it's tough. This is, is, is a tough game. Um, you can get some two and a halfs out there. So um, I do see them at a couple spots, actually three, three spots. You can lay some two and a half if, um, if you so choose. It is a tough game, but it's again, um, <clears throat> even watching the Dolphins game, um, Kansas City just, it's just something's missing for me offensively. Are you, are you kind of feeling the same uh, kind of feeling the same way? There's just, again, defensively much improved, uh, yes. but offensively, I just, it's just a little, little something missing. So I, I'm, I'm in agreement and I actually did bet um, Buffalo minus two and a half uh, on open. Okay. And again, I see a couple, yep. couple spots with some minus two and a half now. So I'm, I'm with you. Buffalo minus two and a half. I just think Josh Allen's going to get it done at some point, man. And yep. I actually like the offense has looked a lot better since Joe Brady's taken over offensive play calling. So give me the Buffalo Bills. Folks, good, better bets. Make sure on X or on Twitter, whatever you call it these, these days, make sure to follow us at Good Better Pod. That's Good Better Pod. Better isn't someone that's placing a bet. Capital G, capital B, capital P. Follow me at Rise and Draft. And you can follow Mike at Mike. These bets, it's these and these nuts. We'll take you all next week here on Good Better Pod bats.